The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the hoop ball DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Micah Patria. Here to break down this wonderful eight-game card that we have on our hands for the main slate tonight. It is Monday, May 3rd. A lot of action to get to. A wonderful weekend of basketball. We're to, we got to see a lot of comebacks. LeBron back in action. LaMelo back in action. Uh, you know, a few guys that looks like they're going to be out of action as well. But with that being said, we'll take it when we get the king of basketball back. Anytime that we see LeBron James back on the court, Things just feel right, feel better, feel like, you know, feels right. I, I can't imagine what, what basketball is going to be like when this guy is no longer playing, probably 10 years from now, uh, at the rate of his longevity. But we're going to get to him. We're going to touch on that. They're on this card, so we'll get to them. But we got to we gotta give a quick little shout-out to our presenting sponsor before we jump into anything. Shout-out to my bookie. If you guys haven't checked them out, check them out. Head over to mybookie.ag. They're... 100% the only sports book I use. The only one I give my stamp of approval for. And if you head over there and you sign up on your initial deposit, use the promo code HOOPBALL, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L, and you will receive a 50% deposit match on up to $1,000. So you put in $1,000, they give you $500 for free. You can use that in any way you want, whether you want to parlay it all, you want to just play a little bit here and there. Maybe you're getting a little MLB action, you're getting a little NBA action, or Head over to their casino platform as well. So, guys, check out my bookie at mybookie.ag, promo code HOOPBALL. All right. We got a nice little eight-game card on our hands. And these are my favorite. I always talk about my wheelhouse tends to be six to eight. My comfortable feeling, just enough variance, not too, too much to worry about where I don't, you know, I'm not riding a lot of chalk or anything like that. But, uh, and I'm, I'm, in, I'm intrigued by it. So, we're going to go jump right into it. We'll start off with the Pacers here. Start the uh, start with the injury report. No game lines available, so we'll just skip that whole section. You know, generally you'll hear me kind of scramble looking at all of them, try to see which ones we do. We don't have. I could save my uh, save my trouble tonight. We have no game lines, no game totals, nothing right now, at the time that we're recording this the night before. Uh, but for the injury report, uh, Goga, Malcolm Brogdon, Jeremy Lamb, all questionable. Jakar Sampson, Miles Turner, T.J. Warren rolled out. Edmund Sumner is probable. For the Wizards, just Denny and Thomas Bryant. Both of them ruled out. So we'll start with this Pacers team, which just had a historic night. Absolutely just smoking the thunder beyond belief. Put up over 150 points. Uh, we saw Demonis Sabonis triple-double. And I believe he did that before it was even before the half was even done. Played 30 minutes, put up 75 DK points. He's 9,800 in this matchup. Uh, if he's going to play significant minutes, which doesn't seem like he's not, he's going to continue to play center. Malcolm Brogdon may sit. Usage will be funneled his way. He'll have a little bit more passes and, uh, you know, a little bit more passes, I'm sorry, a little bit more plays drawn up where he's passing out of the post. So I, I do like Sabonis. I don't see a, a single center or big that will be able to contain him on the other side of the ball. Uh, sign me up. 9,800, fantastic play. I'll probably avoid Levert at 86. He's a fine play, but a little bit too expensive for me to have any interest. Same thing with Brogdon. If he does play at 9K, I wouldn't touch him, but if Brogdon's rolled out, you know, there's some guys that we could take a look at here. Point guard, you can look at TJ McConnell at 5,400. I think he will, will be a very viable play. And if you absolutely need a dumpster dive, uh, you can end up looking the way of Aaron Holiday as well. 3,500, 
I prefer McConnell just spending up a little bit more, but a guy that's been significantly seeing uh, or significantly consistently seeing 20 minutes routinely on a night to night basis. Imagine Brogdon sits, bump gets a little bit more. On the other side of the ball, it's very, very simple, very, very quick for me over here. It's one man, it's one man only. It's Russell Westbrook. It's 11K. It's my top player of the night. No doubt about it. Um, we'll get to Jokic, too. He's another guy that we could definitely look at, but I still think just the safety net of Westbrook, just, it's just good to play every single night. Knowing that you're getting that uh, that triple-double to 9 out of 10 times, I'm cool with that. Outside of him, you could take a look at Rui. I think the, the price tag's comfortable at 48. Just, no, not a real upside play for me, in the, and he does have a floor that could bottom out on you as well. So I'll stick to probably just Westbrook over there. Wouldn't fault you if you want to look into some other spots, though, including Beal. All right. We'll move on to the next game. Orlando Magic traveling to Detroit, taking on the Pistons. For the Pistons, Hamanid Diallo is questionable, while Wayne Ellington, Jeremy Grant, Corey Joseph, Rodney Magruder, Jalil Okafor, Mason Plumley, and Dennis Smith Jr. have all been ruled out. On the Magic, this is the longest injury report of uh, I think we have of the night. On the Magic side of the ball, Michael Carter-Williams, James Enos, Markel Fultz, Jonathan Isaac, Chumo Kiki, Otto Porter Jr., Terrence Ross all ruled out. So bodies missing for both teams here. Kind of going to be a dumpster fire. Two teams that are, you know, trying to be the worst, it feels like at this point. Uh, but we'll start off with the with the magic here. Cole Anthony coming in at the top. 6,900. Fantastic price uh, for a guy that's just routinely been putting up great games. Um, I, I don't mind him here. Where I fall with him with some of these other guys in the slate. And that's what you hear me say a lot. I mean, where does he fall? He's by all means, he's not a bad play. He's getting the price bump. It's a fantastic matchup. He's clearly playing with confidence after the way he just hit that kind of game winner. Uh, we saw that post-game interview. If you haven't, watch it. It was absolutely hilarious with him. But at the end of the day, you, you know, I, if I'm playing a single entry, I don't think he's in there. He's definitely going to be a guy I'll consider. And if you land on him, if you feel good about him, don't let me talk you off of him. Just not a guy I don't, I don't see myself having too many shares of. If I'm looking anywhere, probably be in the front court over here. Uh, you know, Knowing that Wagner's playing significant minutes right off the, right off the streets, uh, they signed him, immediately got thrusted right into it, played one game of nine minutes, but then 28 and 34 minutes with the recent injury. So uh, Chuma still out. I think Wagner continues to play significant minutes. So 4,600 for a guy that should play 30-plus in this matchup. Sure, why not? Outside of him, maybe Wendell Carter Jr., Mo Bamba. These guys are going to continue to chop up the minutes. I prefer Wendell Carter, but I'd probably just prefer the guy on the other side of the ball more than both of them. And that's where we'll start, Isaiah Stewart. Coming in at 6,300 in this matchup. Don't mind him whatsoever. Minutes should be in the high 20s. We've been seeing a couple of down games, so a lot of the shine is off of him. Uh, you know, he's got a, little, got a little rust on him, but we still know that upside's there every single night. There's no one in this front court that really scares me away from this guy. I imagine he gets like a 15 and 10 double-double here with block and steal, maybe a little bit more defensive end. I would assume a little bit more with how well he's been playing. And right there, we're probably looking at a solid you know, 35, 36 DraftKings points. So 6,300, I'll pay that price tag for him. I have no problems there. Outside of those two, uh, outside of him, you know, you can take stabs at pretty much anybody over here. They're all relatively fair price tags for the usage that they get with these guys sitting. Killian Hayes, I probably wouldn't go there. I'd probably lean more towards guys that I, uh, I think will have a little bit more usage and shot attempts. Sadiq Bay, for instance, he's probably the guy I'd lean to. Uh, but those are probably the two primary ones. Just Stewart and Sadiq Bay. I will not be playing Josh Jackson. And now he'll probably go bananas. But I digress. We'll keep moving. Golden State Warriors traveling to New Orleans, taking on the Pelicans over here. 
for the Warriors, Damian Lee, Kelly Oubre Jr., who we saw at, uh, left wrist. It's going to be out for a while, uh, probably the remainder of the season, but we will have to see. Both them ruled out as well as Eric Paschal, while Andrew Wiggins is questionable. For the Pelicans, Steven Adams questionable. Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Josh Hart, both ruled out. We'll start off with the Warriors here. Curry coming in at 10-8. It's an expensive price tag for Curry. The dude's been balling out. I don't think I'll be playing him on this slate, though, given the other options that we do have. I prefer Westbrook for only $200 more. We'll get to uh, a guy named Nikola Jokic, who I prefer more than Curry as well. So for those reasons, I'll pass on Curry. It's a great, great matchup. No game totals. Expect this one to be pretty high, though. Expect it to be a pretty close game as well. I, I think it's going to be filled with fantasy goodness, but if I go anywhere with it, I think I'm going to just go... I don't want to play Draymond going against Zion, but something tells me this might be a good match to do so. So I like the price tag. It's not like I'm paying 75 for him. So I think I'd rather lean Draymond. He's not popping off the page as a must play, but I do know I want exposure to this game. Bottom line. If we, uh, if we get the news that Andrew Wiggins is ruled out, we could probably expect to see significant minutes from Juan Toscano Anderson, Kent Bazemore. Both those guys are still viable options either way, but they become a little bit better. If anything, I'd probably lean maybe a little bit more towards Juan Toscano Anderson, but they both have plenty of upside, mostly in the defensive area. Both the guys could get your steals and blocks pretty quickly. But that might be the play. Draymond, 7K, probably going to run him at center if there's no Steven Adams, too. On the Pelican side of the ball, Lonzo Ball just continues to put on scorchers of games, just uh, put up a career-high 33 actual points against the Timberwolves. Two out of the last three games, he has 65 DK points. It's a matchup where I don't mind playing him at all. I actually like him in this matchup, just like I liked him in the last couple. I'm going to continue to ride him. Ride the hot hand. He's 7,800. He looks great. He said he feels great. The shots been falling for him. Sign me up. 7,800. Great, great, great option. Brandon Ingram, 8,200. I'll probably take a pass. It's a great matchup for him as well. I don't really see them having the right, you know, I guess, body for a guy like Ingram. But uh, I'll probably take a pass, just knowing I'd rather play Lonzo. And there's other guys that we'll get to who we want to play. If we see that Steven Adams is ruled out, you could look at Hernan Gomez again. 5,200. The guy just pretty much is a walking double-double whenever he starts. And that's looking at about 30 DK points. So 5,200, there's still a little uh, juice left in the orange that we could squeeze out of there. All right. Three games down, five games to go. And we're just cruising. We're only 10 minutes in. Well, less things to talk about, but they don't even give you game lines. So keep in mind, this is an early look podcast. That's why we always release it the night before. If you're up late, you'll be able to get it on the East Coast pretty late, 1 o'clock. But uh, it's a, it's an early look. Things change. Monitor it. You know, if you're in the Discord, if you're following us on Twitter, that means me, the whole team, uh, all of our hoop ball guys. You'll, you'll kind of get all this information relatively quickly. We retweet it. We quote tweet it as soon as we see it. Or if you're just in the Discord, we update that as well. So... Keep an eye on all this news. There's going to probably be a fair amount of it breaking with some of these teams being on back-to-backs, which we'll get to right now. Portland Trailblazers traveling to Atlanta, taking on the Hawks. Trailblazers on the second half of a back-to-back. No injury report for them. For the Hawks, DeAndre Hunter, Cam Reddish, both ruled out. Boyan Bogdanovich, Tony Snell, questionable. Actually, Bogdanovich probable, I'm sorry. Tony Snell is questionable. Start off with the Blazers here. Against the Hawks, it's just a fantastic matchup for pretty much everybody in this game. Looking at Lillard, looking at McCollum, uh, I just prefer Lillard. 
when they're only eleven hundred dollars apart, I'm gonna play Lillard ten out of ten times over McCollum, and I'm just gonna eat the one time or two times that McCollum outperforms him. It is what it is. After his recent comments over the weekend talking about how it's pretty much gonna be Dame time that you know there's no more losing games, they're getting tired of this. Uh, he snapped it. He's snapping. He's going to keep going buck wild every single game, and I expect that. His price tag will be closer to 10K before we know it. So at 9,200 in this matchup, I don't care if it's a back-to-back. A lot of people tell you be careful of shooters on back-to-back simply because tired legs are a real thing. I don't care. Not with Dame. Sign me up. Nurkic, 7,100. I kind of want to see where his minutes fall tonight and see where they land, see how much he plays. You know, I'm not necessarily worried about him on a back-to-back. Uh, you know, but I would I would suggest, or expect his minutes to be closer to 20 than 26 to 28. And if that's the case, I'll probably take a pass on Nurkic. It might just be Lillard, and then I'll probably continue to play Carmelo Anthony if he's going to be uh, right around 4K. He's 4,100 tonight, uh, or, you know, as I'm recording this the night before. He's only 4K, so he went down $100. Still a very viable option. Has bench usage, has that bench scoring ability, and he should continue to take double-digit shot attempts. He has at least 11 shots. In three out of the last four games coming into tonight. So, and at least 20 DK points in the last five. 4K, comfortable, little safe cash play if you want to go there. On the Hawks side of the ball, Trey Young coming in at 94. Returned. Finally made a little return over the weekend. But uh, he's looked good. Nonetheless, I'm not paying more for him than I would Dave. There's just not going to happen. No chance. I'll pass, and for and I don't, well, honestly, I don't think I would go to much here. If I was going to look at anyone, if I, I don't mind Collins' price tag at seven, but I don't think I need to go there. Uh, there's other options that we'll get to that I just prefer. Bottom line, so uh, with this team now starting to get healthy, a lot of that value is gone. Take a hard pass. All right, moving on to the nine o'clock games. New York Knicks traveling to Memphis. They are taking on the Grizzlies here. For the Grizzlies, Grayson Allen is questionable, left hand. For the Knicks, no injury report. Second half of back-to-back, they're playing Houston on Sunday. Last I checked, that game looked like it was pretty pretty intact for the Knicks uh, midway through their third quarter. So I expect these guys will be fresh, ready to go. Probably won't see significant minutes from anybody here. Looking at Julius Randle at 10-3. It's a fine matchup. I loved him in this matchup against Houston. Game just got out of hand a little close, a little sooner than I expected. Still expect a, a pretty rock-solid performance overall from him. But 10-3 with some of these other guys we talked about. You know, I don't mind playing Randle or paying up for that price tag. I don't want to do it. I don't think it's uh, necessarily like my, my first option. But it might be one of the more optimal plays. When you talk about some of the guard forward that you have sometimes and how you may be just struggling at, at you know, power forward, uh, he's an option there. So if, if it works out for you, a power forward, and that's the reason that, you know, you're playing him or if it's optimal, sure, I don't mind it. I don't mind it either way. I just think when it push comes to shove in my single entries, I don't think I'll have him. He'll be more of one of those pivot plays off of some of these more expensive guys when I'm uh, opting to just spend down at guard. Outside of him, Derek Rose coming in at 5,700, it being the second half of a back-to-back, something that we needed to monitor. Last time they had a back-to-back, he played 25 minutes on the front and half, 30 in the back. So it may just be a thing of the old. He should Maybe he's just going to be good to go. Still, when you talk about veteran guys like Derrick Rose, something that you need to keep an eye on. Outside of that, those two guys, Nerland and Nerland's Noel, I always mention him. If you listen to this show, he's always in play. He's always probably going to be floating around that 5K price tag. Uh, anytime you see him string together too many of those 30-plus point games and he starts getting over that, you might want to back off. That's right where he should be. He's right around 5K. 
He's got pretty much a floor of around 20 DK points. He can get you one of those big bangers like he had the other night where he's having, you know, four blocks and five steals or whatever it may be. But for the most part, you're looking at a floor of about 20 and, you know, the comfortable ceiling of around 30. So paying that price tag at 51, fine with doing that as well. And keep an eye on Alec Burks. He did not play on Sunday, so he may make his return on uh, on this game on Monday. I would expect limited minutes when he comes back. He actually, I believe, had COVID. Uh, I don't know if it, I don't think it was just protocol, but I could be wrong. Don't quote me on that. On the other side of the ball, John Morant coming in at 8,500. It's uh, it's a tough matchup. We know they're on there, the home team. But anytime you go against this Knicks team, it's tough. If John Morant was 78, 77, I would consider him. I'd have a lot more interest in him. But 85 is just a little bit too expensive for me. Joe Val coming in at 7,900. He, he's one of those other centers that just doesn't move his price tag. Don't mind paying for Joe Bell at 79. He's been playing great. Uh, yeah, I continue to expect that you put up actually about 50 DK points early in the season against this team. Eight of 11 shooting. Yeah, 50 DK points. So don't mind him, but we've already talked about several center options. If I was looking anywhere over here, it would probably be there, or I would try to take advantage of somebody this wing uh, rotation with Grayson Allen. If he does sit, he's questionable right now, but if he does sit, Desmond Bain at 3,300 is definitely an option that we could look at. He played 30 minutes in that last one started. Didn't do a whole lot with it, but we've seen him get hot at times. And at near min salary, he's a guy that could easily, easily get you 25, 30 DK points. Not the greatest matchup, but he could do it. And he also has small forward and shooting guard eligibility. D'Anthony Melton would be the other guy to look at at 46. Just a guy that is a fantastic point-per-minute producer. Racks up defensive stats pretty quickly himself, but the, the minutes aren't usually there for him. Kind of feels like he's been in the doghouse for the better half of the season, despite how well he's played. I think he's one of the leading plus-minus guys on that team on the season. All right. Another 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. We have the Philadelphia 76ers traveling to Chicago, taking on the Bulls. The Sixers on the second half of a back-to-back for the Bulls. Troy Brown Jr. has been ruled out. Zach Levine is doubtful. Nikola Vucevic is questionable. As I said, no injury report for the Sixers team. We'll get started. Joel Embiid was cooking all night long. We pretty much expected that. They were going against the Spurs. The Spurs were hobbled. They basically rested every single player that they had. Uh, run no rhyme or reason. Some of them were hurt. Some of them just wanted to get some rest, I guess. But nonetheless, the, uh, the Sixers are pretty much going to have that one intact pretty easily. And we would expect most of their starters to get some rest as the game it's not finished yet, so I'm speaking, you know, out of tense right now. We'll have to wait and see unless the, uh, the you know, Luka Samanik just decides to go buck wild and start getting it in and Kenny Bates Diop, but I don't see that happening. Joel Embiid in this matchup at 10-6, again, one of those guys falls in that Steph Curry rage. He's Joel Embiid. He's an MVP candidate for a reason. I'm not going to tell you not to play him, but I'm just not going to do it, uh, especially if there's no Vucevic. This game's going to be very, very hard for the Bulls to keep attack. If they don't have Vuce, if they don't have Levine, I'd be a little worried. I'd be a little nervous. If I'm looking anywhere, it'd probably be at Ben Simmons, 76, or Tobias Harris. Uh, these guys are a little bit, usually a little closer in price tag. Ben Simmons starting to pull away after stringing a few uh, recent games that were just, he looked great in limited minutes. Now that he's getting back to a comfortable minute workload, I touched on that in the last show. There's just been blowouts, and tonight's not going to be any different. You look at some of these games, they've just been 30, 40, 20 point wins. None of these guys have to play more than 30 minutes, and I don't expect this game to be any different if Vooch does not play. If Vooch doesn't play, it's a big worry for me. Probably a major stay away in most spots outside of you know maybe Dwight Howard, Shake Milton, guys that you could use on the second half of a back-to-back as value. 
Maybe they get a couple extra minutes. Uh, if Vooch does play, a little bit more confidence in him. Still, you know, not completely worried. I, I would expect, you know, with no lines right now, six and a half to eight point spread, something along those lines. Not going to be necessarily a blowout, but it has the makings of, of something that could happen. On the other side of the ball, Vooch coming in, 9,900. If he plays, sure, why not? Probably not a guy I'll go to, but I wouldn't fault you for it. It's not the best matchup. A lot of the centers can get into foul trouble pretty quickly going against Joel Embiid, and there's nothing, nothing, nothing worse than just popping it up nice and early, taking a look and seeing how you're doing, and all of a sudden you see a snowflake next to a guy you paid 10K for. So I'll probably pass on him, and to be honest, I'll take a hard pass on most of these guys. If Vooch does sit, maybe marketing Tice, both those guys, 45, 4,600. I think both those guys would be solid options. But again, Tice might be a little bit, uh, a little bit harder to play, just knowing that he's going against big Embiid down low, handling his bigness. All right, we'll keep it moving to the last and final two games, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time games. Denver Nugget traveling to L.A. Taking on the Lakers. For the Nuggets, Will Barton, Monte Morris, Jamal Murray, all ruled out. Zeke Naji is questionable. No injury report for the Lakers. Second half of a back-to-back. LeBron James played on Sunday. So the monitor. You know, I personally think that unless unless he comes out of this with it just feeling sore or hurting, if he comes out of it feeling okay, he'll play. We kind of heard Davis say it the other day when he came back, about, when he got asked about resting, nope, we rested enough. We're good. We know LeBron's a gamer. If he could play, he's going to play. It's a big matchup for him in the Western Conference. I assume he's going to play if he could. But keep your eye on it. Dennis Schroeder was uh, ruled out as well due to the health and safety protocols. Decent chance he will not be available as well unless it was one of those false positives. Something along those lines. But some more news that we'll probably have to monitor. But we'll start with the, uh, we'll start with the Nuggets over here. Looking at Jokic, I already talked about him, 10-9. It's not the greatest matchup in the world, but he is has in the past has had his way with Drummond, and I don't see why this game would be any differently. He's only averaging about 50 DK points against the Lakers this season. Again, not all those games had Andre Drummond. So I don't mind taking a look at Jokic, 10-9. I prefer him as my second high-priced guy on this slate. It's just that simple. Michael Porter Jr. coming in at 84. I'll probably take a pass despite how great Michael Porter Jr. has been. Love this kid. If you listen to the show, there's not one young player I probably like in the league that I'm more excited about. I've been following his career since he was like a high schooler. And this dude just has all the makers to be a superstar, sweet jumper. Only thing he needs to do is get, get, get some sort of a pulse on defense. He's still a major liability. And I expect if he spends any time near LeBron James, uh, he just goes to Cookstown. Population, uh, you know, ouch. What, what did it say? Dodgeball. Ouchtown. Population you, bro. Uh, looking at Eric Gordon, 5,100. I would expect him to play a little bit more in this matchup. Uh, do I expect a whole lot from him? That's a GPP play at most. If the minutes will be there, <clears throat> the opportunity will be there. So I do expect to see a little bit more. He's just a more versatile defender, a little bit more speed and athleticism. So if there is mismatches between you know, guys on LeBron, guys on Davis, he can kind of make up for that ground. In other aspects where Michael Porter Jr. will probably spend most of his time at three. You're not going to mess around with him and want him spending any time near anytime near Anthony Davis. On the Lakers side of the ball, just kind of a wait-and-see approach that we're going to have to take right here. I really don't know who's playing, who's not. 
you know, LeBron James coming in at 10 2 on the second half of back to back. We're going to have to see, you know, how he feels, what the minutes look like after tonight's game. A lot of things that we have to keep an eye on. So, for those reasons, I probably won't play any LeBron James. I'll probably just play Jokic on the other side. You know, with that being said, he, he played 32. So, wait, I, I'm, I'm not going to say just rule him out right away. Uh, where would he fall as compared to some of those other guys that we talked about? <clears throat> probably prefer. Curry over him. Um, still prefer Dame over him. Him and Julius Randle gets a little bit tougher. Probably prefer to play LeBron James over Julius Randle. But that one's really tight. That's really tight. Outside of those guys, maybe you look at uh, you know Caruso. Now that he's back, he's min-salary. Schroeder misses. Perhaps we see LeBron sits. Another guy you could look at if LeBron sits. Schroeder sits. Taylor Horton Tucker should see significant minutes. Uh, another guy that you can look at, Ben McLemore, should see some decent run at 3,300. You know, there's a few guys that we can look at, but it's a bunch of what-ifs right now, and we would need Schroeder and LeBron to sit to consider any of those guys. On the Spurs side of the ball, oh, I'm just, I'm just swapping games just like that. I said Spurs side of the ball. Next game, 10 p.m., last game. Spurs traveling to Utah. Take it on the Nuggets or uh, Jazz. I'm all out of here, man. It's getting too late for me. It's no injury report for the Spurs. Second half of a back-to-back, as I mentioned earlier in the pod. Uh, a lot of rest was going on. Get ready for this one. For the Jazz, Mike Conley, Donovan Mitchell, both ruled out. No game line, no game total. We'll start off with Spurs. Pretty much expect to see everybody back in the lineup outside of potentially the two-point guards. Uh, it was really just Jacob Pertle and DeMar DeRozan that were resting. DeJounte Murray was actually dealing with a little injury of his own. Derek White should be out for the foreseeable future. So I would expect those two guys to be back. I'm not playing Pertle either way. DeRozan at 8,300 I think makes for a rock-solid GPP pivot play. I think this is a matchup where a lot of people probably write them off very, very quickly. Wouldn't shock me if uh, you know this game stays a little bit more competitive than even Vegas thinks. I don't love the price tag, but simply as a GPP pivot, I do like that play. I wouldn't be shocked if DeMar DeRozan has a really good game in this one. So at 8,300, I'll take some stabs at him. If we see that, you know, Murray's playing while White's still out, 7,400, don't mind it. I just prefer to spend the extra $900, go to DeRozan, get some other cheap point guard options that we have available. Patty Mills at 31, I think he is a rock-solid option, especially if we see that both these guards are ruled out. We saw Trey Jones draw the start. But I would expect that, you know, they figure something else out. Maybe they start Lottie Walker. Uh, I don't know. Patty Mills doesn't generally start, but either way, Trey Jones would not be playing significant minutes if the rest of the starters are there. They'll try to go with a more competitive lineup. Not really looking at anybody else. Like I said, Lonnie Walker, DeMar DeRozan, Patty Mills. Those would be my main options. On the Utah side of the ball. Starting over here at the top, Gobert, 8,800, just getting a little bit too priced out of my range. Uh, Jordan Clarkson coming in at 73. Don't mind Clarkson as long as Conley's out. I actually prefer him over a guy like DeJounte Murray on the other side of the ball. So 7,300, a guy that we know is going to take 16, 15-plus shot attempts, high usage, handle the ball a lot. Sure, sign me up. And then we can go to this other front court mate and uh, our back court mate uh, is what you should say with Joe Ingles. Pretty much takes on a lot of that point guard duty anytime Conley's off the floor and there's no Donovan Mitchell there as well. 6600 feels a little bit too expensive for me. Don't love the price tag, but still a rock-solid viable option, and I'll keep Royce O'Neal in my player pool as well. 
if I need to round out a lineup, not a guy that I immediately love to go to, not my favorite play by any means, but just one of those guys where, hey, listen, I need a forward left. This is how much money I have to spend. It just works. It just happens to work, and, uh, you know, I don't mind it. So, all right. That rounds us out. So, before we close this out, before I give the Twitter handle and all that, actually, you know what? We're going to go Twitter handle first. That way, just in case you're one of the people that want to pause it, just get out of here real quick. You got to hear it. Follow me at Mike Patra, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. Give me a follow. Uh, I try to retweet all the news I see. If you have any questions, you can always shoot them my way. If I see them, I will get to them as soon as I see them. Sometimes I'm a little late to them, and I do apologize. But I'm just here to help. And if you want to help, go give us a thumbs up, five-star, rate and review, subscribe. Do all that good stuff. Wherever you're listening to it, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, iHeartRadio. We are available all over the place. So five-star, subscribe, rate and review. All that good stuff. But we'll get into the player tiers real quick. We'll break them down. One player from each tier. We'll start off with the expensive tier. high price guy that I want to spend some money on. Now, I already talked about the two you know, priced up guys, which you know, I guess we could say is 10K or more. It would be Westbrook. It would be Jokic, two high price guys on the slate. I prefer Westbrook still as my number one. But for the, the sake of just, you know, a little bit of hard decision making. We'll go with some of these guys in that like low to mid 9K range. And I guess I'll pick my favorite one. So out of the group of the guys like, you know, we'll talk Damian Lillard, Trey Young, Bradley Beal, Demonis Sabonis. All those guys are floating around. Vucevic in between 9K. Uh, two, two guys that pop off the board for me would be Sabonis and Lillard. I would keep those two guys in my player pool. I'd probably cross the rest of them out. And if I lose on that, I'll take it off the chin. Like both those guys on tonight's slate. Looking at some of these mid-tier salary, under 8K, I could just take the cap out and go at Lonzo Ball. I feel like I've just been doing that left, right, and center. just feels like it's going to be another one of those games, another one of those matchups where we could just continue to see big games from him. So I think I'm going to take my cap out. I think I'm just going to go, I think I'm just going to go with him. Uh, you know, there's a few other guys that we could mention, but they're going to be kind of based on injury news and some caveats. You know, TJ McConnell, Hernan Gomez, but... We need to monitor that news and watch to see who's in and who's out with those games. So we'll leave it there. And not a whole lot of value to really talk about just yet. Uh, Believe me, I'm sure there'll be some that opens up, and it will probably open up relatively quickly in the day. Uh, But for now, we don't have a ton of value. So if I had to go with any value, I'll mention a couple of them. Uh, I talked about you know guys like Carmelo Anthony, Doug McDermott's another guy right in that same price range. Uh, Lonnie Walker, I think, is another guy that you could look at. With some injury news, uh, probably about 15 other guys based on, you know, marketed at 45 is another guy that I think I'll keep my player pool for some value. Taylor Horton Tucker, there's no LeBron in the back of back. So there's a lot of guys that we could look at. None of them are, like, like I said, that pop off the page sort of value that, you know, really, really stands out to me as something that I have to play. Uh, but keep your eye on that news. Follow it. Follow hoop ball. Follow, uh, follow the guys over here, and we'll help you. Uh, you know, we'll kind of diagnose that situation and as it rises and hopefully we can get that swap in there, get the value. But that's all I have for you guys. Really appreciate you listening, taking the time out, whether you're a first time listener, long time listener means a lot every time somebody tunes in here. So we'll be back tomorrow. It'll be Santino. It'll be Will. They'll be crushing that Tuesday slate for you guys. Let's go out there. Let's take down some money.
This has been a Hoop Ball presentation.